You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. Back in June 2016, in the uh, tumultuous US election campaign that seemed to sort of rewrite all the rules on on what can be done by uh, presidential candidates, in particular Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton's emails. It was a controversy because apparently she had a server for email that was actually uh, not in her office Mm -hmm. in Washington, but actually at a private house, I think in the the basement or a private house or the cellar. It raised eyebrows. Was this for for some kind of uh, nefarious use or was it insecure? What was the reason why The argument being that they use, that the Clintons use it for their own personal use or the Clinton Foundation and mm. nothing to do with government work. She was Secretary of the State at the time mm. for, and she argued that no, there was none of this personal stuff mm. but that has to be tested through the FBI and mm. they did take the, the servers and they found uh, you know no information. However, that didn't stop political attacks. Yeah, so Donald Trump said her server was easily hacked by foreign governments, perhaps even by her financial backers in communist China, putting all of America and our citizens in danger, great danger. But it turns out when it comes to cyber security, Donald Trump's invective against his opponent, Hillary Clinton, is perhaps a little bit misdirected. It turns out that uh, Trump's inner circle may have breached US federal uh, record-keeping laws by using disappearing message services like Confide. Mm. So this is where you can actually, and I think this is a publicly available uh, app that you can download, and it basically allows you to send a text message or equivalent of a text message to someone and they get to read it and then it disappears Mm -hmm. without a trace. And it's encrypted, so it's a very secure, well, supposedly secure form of communication. The thing about that is it actually breaches the record-keeping laws that apply to US presidents. Mm. So that was one issue. And another that's come out recently is that several in the White House, including Trump, have also used private email devices, i.e. phones that are not part of the government Mm -hmm. kit that you get handed, like this is a secure phone, use this, use this email service because we've made it secure, we've tried to make it secure. Several were using just private email devices and unsecured Wi-Fi for supposedly secret government communication, including John Kelly, who is now the chief of staff, I believe, but he was the Secretary of Homeland Security while he was Homeland Security Secretary in that very sensitive anti-terrorist portfolio in America. He was also apparently using a private phone that wasn't secured. Which was reportedly compromised for months while he served as the Secretary of Homeland Security. Right. So this... God knows what information was leaked then. The other thing is that apparently old Trumpy in his various properties around the States, whether it's down in Florida at his golf course and Mm -hmm. the the pad down there or elsewhere, he just hooks into his Wi-Fi networks and and he hasn't even bothered to secure them. (laughs) So you just just click on and like going to McDonald's or something. It is. It's interesting about the uh, the record keeping. I've been well aware of this for years. It's about anything that's recorded is government property. There's also actually been a court case recently about who can see or who can access certain data. Mm. And this relates to Trump's love for Twitter. Now, he has been blocking a lot of people that Mm. maybe disagree with him or uh, argue back against his points. Right. And this was taken to court. And basically, the judges have ruled that due to him being the president, then he does not have the right to block that person. Yep. You know, American citizens should have access to the the president. Of course they should. The information that the president And just because the president is like you giving him some flack over Twitter in a, exactly. in a public forum, that doesn't mean that he can shut you down and, and deny you access to his communications from there on. So it's it's easy for them to say, oh, look over there and uh, you know they, they used insecure uh, servers and they had, were compromised. 
Yet uh, on the surface of it at this stage, it looks like they're not really abiding by what they held as the yardstick, essentially. Some of his either current or, or former advisors and sort of inner circle, including Steve Bannon, Gary Cohn, Jared Kushner and uh, Rince Priebus, all occasionally relied on private email and electronic devices to conduct government business. So a little bit of hypocrisy there, given that invective against his opposition while he was throwing everything at her to become president and beat her in those debates. Well, look, you know, a lot of the things we've seen that they've pointed the finger at, it's, um, isn't it that old saying, like, you point one finger and then you've got three or four pointing back at you when you yeah. you're yeah, in yeah. your hand? Perhaps it is a, a witch hunt and a media beat up, but uh, if some of it is going to stick, it's pretty, it's pretty bad, pretty damning, you know, what has been done by this Trump administration. Apparently, yeah. unlike Barack Obama's White House issued cell phones when he was in, in charge of the states when he was president trump's call enabled iphone has a camera and microphone increasing the risk that could be used to hack and monitor the president Mm. thanks for listening and head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media we welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows